All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. As always, back today with Mock Draft 3.0 for the upcoming 2023 NFL Draft. Recording this on Thursday, the week after the Super Bowl. So with the regular season, the postseason, and the Super Bowl all behind us now, it's full draft mode here for us at Beef Up Front on PickSwap Media. Going to be doing a lot of cool draft things. Also have an episode dropping soon. Breaking down Bryce Young's game versus Tennessee. That's going to be the first episode in a multi-part series where I'll be breaking down Bryce Young, uh, three of his games from this past year, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Hendon uh, Hooker even, probably Tanner McKee from Stanford. I'm going to try to do like the top 70 quarterbacks and really break those guys down and uh, give, give my thoughts and my analysis on those players for this upcoming draft. But today we're here with Mock Draft 3.0 with the – all the records and the standings finally settled. We have our, our draft order for now, at least until there's some more trades that are inevitably will happen. But for now, we're going to rock with this order. Um, the more I've kind of gotten into this, whether it's been watching guys on my own or what I've heard, what I've read, this draft isn't one of the better drafts in recent memories. Not that talented of a group. There, I have five receivers going in round one, and I think in a normal draft, it might be only one or two of these guys would go in round one. I'm just not very high on the talent in this one. And a lot of scenarios where we see teams draft just best player available, I think we could see a lot of teams drafting for need in this one, just trying to fill some of the holes on their roster. That, that's one of the main reasons why I got five running backs, or excuse me, five receivers going around one. I have a running back in there. I have Bijan Robinson getting picked, but not till the end of the first round. And he's like a top five, top 10 guy, but just it's, it's going to be hard to justify, I think, taking a running back early when – the, the kind of the crop of players in this draft that you it's really need based. And if you don't, if you don't have a screaming need at running back, I don't think you can use a pick on a guy that high. So without all that being said, I think this is, we're going to see a draft where some guys might be considered reaches. A lot of teams might have like a, a round two, round three grade on a guy, and he could wind up going in the first round. I think it's going to be one of those drafts. We're going to see quarterbacks fly off the board. I think this is a good quarterback class from what I've seen so far. Out of these guys, I'm intrigued and excited to get into them a little bit more, but this is going to be an interesting draft, and I think one that scratches a lot of heads out there. So without further ado, we'll, we'll get into our mock draft here. Um, I have no trades orchestrated in there with just because it's, it's hard to project all that. Uh, so I just leave it at the normal 31 picks. As we know, the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick this year due to their tampering violations with, I believe, with Sean Payton and Tom Brady last year. Uh, but I, I do believe someone will be trading up to number one to get the quarterback. And I guess it's going to be the Colts. Uh, but just for draft, just for the mock draft sake, I, I have it staying at the same order as always. So with the number one overall pick, the Chicago Bears, I have them selecting edge rusher Will Anderson Jr. out of, out of Alabama. Like I said, I, I think the Bears are going to wind up trading back, whether that's the Texans or the Colts. Maybe even a team like the Raiders wants to go up and get their quarterback in the future. Who knows? But this is a, a team with the Bears who I think need to just continue to stockpile talent. They're not in position, I think, to take a quarterback. Justin Fields is a very talented player. Just continue to build up the team around him. I think you're going to be all right. Um, I really like Anderson. As an edge rusher here, I think he's one of the better edge rushers to come into the draft in recent memory. Had a bit of a down year this past season after absolutely dominating the year before, but he had so much attention turns turned towards him. Um, and then I think the main debate here, if they do stick and pick at one, will be 
Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And I just think a, a defensive end and edge rusher impacts the game more. And I think that's why he eventually will be that top pick if the Bears stay in that spot. Um, number two, I have this Texan selecting quarterback, CJ Stroud out of Ohio State. Like I said, I think the Colts are going to be that team that jumps up. I really think that they like Bryce Young, Jim Irsay. In the press conference the other day when they hired Shane Dykin was talking about how much they, they like him and, and the Bears can use that to their advantage and just say, basically, all right, Jim, pay up now. Uh, so I do think at the end of the day, the Colts will jump and get that number one spot. So for kind of correctness sake, I'm going to have the Texans selecting quarterback C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. That's not a bad consolation prize if Young does wind up going one due to a trade. Stroud, uh, I'm excited to get more into his film later, but a very good passer, and he showed really good mobility in that uh, college football playoff against Georgia. Really used his legs kind of for like the first time all year and throughout his two years as a starting quarterback there at Ohio State. The Texans need a new signal caller. Davis Mills was a serviceable player kind of these past two years, but D'Amico Ryan's in there now the third coach in three years, they really need to kind of commit and, and get a franchise quarterback and up here with the number two overall pick. I think Stroud's that guy. Number three, got the Cardinals selecting defensive tackle, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. This is a team that just hired a defensive minding coach in Jonathan Gannon. Also a team I, that had one of their worst uh, defenses in their franchise history last year. One of the worst defenses in the NFL last season. Jalen Carter is a mismatch nightmare up across that defensive line. I do think he has some versatility where you can kind of kick him to the outside and let him rush, kind of like we saw out of Aaron Donald throughout his peak and his prime. I'm not saying it's the same player, but I could see them kind of envisioning a same similar type role. And Jonathan Gannon also had a lot of experience working with some really high-level defensive tackles when he was in Philadelphia with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis. I think Jalen Carter is kind of a good mix of all of those. It would be a nice building block there as they kind of transition into this new era for the Cardinals. Number four, got the cold selecting quarterback Bryce Young out of Alabama. As I touched on, I think he probably will be that guy who slides up. Where if he does slide up to one and then CJ Shaw goes two, I could see the Cardinals going with Anderson at three. But let's just stay stay with this order for now. Bryce Young going there. Um, he's the quarterback that I've watched the most so far during my kind of film breakdowns and my evaluations. And he's just like a, a pure point guard out in the field with also a playmaking ability, a really nice potential there. But he just is a limited size and, and six foot, only like 190 pounds. He's going to need to bulk up to withstand the hits in the NFL. But that's one of the things I think I've noticed so far. He does a pretty good job of avoiding hits and avoiding those big contacts. So really, the, the Colts really desperately need a quarterback after playing kind of uh, hockey, I guess you could say, going back and forth with, with different quarterbacks from from these past few years between Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, you name them. Uh, this is a team that desperately needs a quarterback. Number five, the Seahawks with a pick from the Broncos from the Russell Wilson trade. I'm going to have them selecting edge rusher Miles Murphy out of Clemson. There's a few edge rushers they could have gone here, but in a passing league um, out there in the NFC West with some pretty good quarterbacks and Matt Stafford, uh, Kyler Murray, you're going to, you need to get after the quarterback that I think that's one of the main reasons why edge rusher has become such an important position more recently in the NFL. And you're seeing those guys are like behind the quarterbacks, usually the second highest Second highest paid player on a team. Murphy is a, a really good prospect. I think his best football still could be ahead of him. And the Seahawks need to continue to prove, improve that defense. Number six, the Detroit Lions. Earlier in the year when I had them with this pick, I, I was leaning towards quarterback. But Jared Goff kind of proved something to me at the end of the year. And I think that he has a chance to be the starter again next season. This is the Lions pick via the Rams. And this is a guy who's really rocketed up draft boards and sounds like he might close as the number one corner on most boards. And that's Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. 
Jeff Okuda had a decent season last year, but hasn't lived up to the billing as that number three pick. It could kind of maybe scare away Detroit from selecting another corner this high, but also this is a new regime. Um, and as I touched on, it's a passing league. You have to be able to defend the pass, especially when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson in, in your in your division. You're facing him twice a year. You have to be able to cover. And if Okuda can kind of get back to form, he had a pretty solid year last year, but this was a team that was the worst pass defense in the league last season. If, if Okuda can be just like a solid corner and Witherspoon turns into that type of shutdown guy, um, the product out of Illinois, that would be a, a huge, huge boost to a Lions defense. Number seven, the Raiders, I touched on, I could maybe see them kind of going all in if they love one of these quarterbacks and trying to trade up to number one. But I have them sticking and picking here with a quarterback, Will Levis out of Kentucky, another guy with all the raw tools and ability. I think just his uh, situation at Kentucky was, was kind of skewed and, and he didn't really have much around him. Is um, another guy I'm interested to once I get in there and, and really evaluate him up close, his tape, see what he brings to the table. Uh, he's got all the tools we've seen it, and he's apparently got all the character, all the makeup that, that a franchise quarterback needs. I'm intrigued to see how much of their lack of success, and I guess in his stats as well, how much of that was upon him or, or kind of what was around him. That's something I'm really intrigued to look at, but I think he's going to wind up being a top 10 pick just based off his, his raw ability and his coachability that I've heard about. Number eight, the Falcons selecting edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I was either going to go him or Murphy at five to the Seahawks, but it's a, another a freak kind of build uh, as a defensive end, and the Falcons need to improve their pass rush and they're another team kind of like the Bears where they just need to continue to stack talent. I think we saw two years now with Arthur Smith. They've kind of outperformed the talent on that roster. And I think the Bears, a lot of points this year as well with them, even though they finished with the worst record in the league, we saw them like fight and be there kind of close in the end of games. And they were definitely – they were the worst team in the league. That was what I thought they were going to be coming into it. But they played harder and they showed me a lot. And I think just the more talent they get, they're, they're going to be okay. So Falcons are kind of in that same boat. Add a pass rusher here. As I've said a few times already, this is a passing league. you got to be able to get after the quarterback. Number nine, the Panthers. This is my first kind of like wow pick. Uh, going a bit out of the box with this one, but I'm going to go with tight end Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Um, no real tight end threat there on the Panthers. They also have to figure out the quarterback situation. But at this point with Levis, Stroud, and, and uh, Bryce Young all off the board, I don't think it's worth reaching on a guy like Anthony Richardson or even like a Hendon Hooker here. Um, I, I could see the Panthers maybe trying to bring back Darnold for like a one-year kind of prove-it deal. But you have a new head coach in there. I don't think there's too much immense pressure on him to, you know, make the playoffs. This isn't like a, a win-now team. They have a lot of nice young pieces, but they're still building. Um, this is an intriguing piece I think you can add to, to your offense and, and a really uh, good tight end that you could bring in. Frank Reich also has experience working with Dallas Goddard and Zach Hertz in Philly. Um, excuse me, just Zach Hertz. Zach, Dallas Goddard wasn't there yet, but – He's had some success with tight ends, and he likes to incorporate them into the kind of the offensive makeup. And I think whoever is playing quarterback would really benefit from a guy like Michael Meyer at tight end for them. Number 12, the Texans picking via the Browns from the Deshaun Watson trade. I had them selecting C.J. Stroud. I'm going to – in the first pick, I'm going to have them selecting wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State with the second pick, reunite two college teammates. And Jigba was going to have a monster season this year but was unable to stay healthy and get on the field due to a hamstring injury. I think he's the best receiver in this class, and I think he's really going to benefit from having the opportunity to uh, to go out there and play with his old college quarterback and make some plays for a Texans team that needs some receiver help desperately. Number 13 got the Jets selecting offensive tackle Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. 
Um, Kai Beckton just hasn't been able to stay healthy. We'll see what they do at quarterback. They Jets might not even have this pick. If they might be trading for like an Aaron Rodgers, or if they're bringing in like a Derek Carr, I doubt Zach Wilson's going to be the starter. But Mackay Becton hasn't been able to stay healthy. They need a they need a new offensive tackle. I think see what see if Becton maybe comes back. But uh, I don't think you can continue to bank on him and roll with him if there's played only one game since 2020. Number 14, the Patriots selecting wide receiver Jordan Addison out of USC. I just think this is a good smooth fit. He's just a really good a consistent route runner, and I think he kind of just fits that Patriot way mantra. Number 15, the Packers got a guy who I think is a top 10 talent in this draft potentially, but have him sliding down the board a bit here. That's defensive tackle Brian Bursay out of Clemson. The Packers had a terrible run defense last year. The Eagles, that one game, I think ran for almost, if not over 300 yards on them. They need to add another force like this up the middle, and Bursay is a top 10 talent. Number 16, the commander selecting cornerback Keele Ringo out of Georgia. He's a guy who got exposed a little bit during the uh, during the college football playoff by Marvin Harrison. Then Harrison came out, allowed Georgia to kind of come back. But he didn't have that great of a season, but he's a freak athlete, and he can run run like the wind. He's going to run like a 4-2 if he runs at the combine. And that speed alone is going to make him a first-round pick. He's got the tools and the ability. I think there's something where he's kind of got to get in the right scheme and, and the right coaching staff to be able to develop him. Gets to work with Ron Rivera. He'll go to a Washington team that has a nice defensive front already. It won't put as much pressure on him on the back end. I think that would be a good fit for him there. 17, got the Steelers selecting cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Uh, another really good cornerback in this class. This is a, a cornerback heavy first round. Um, I just realized that I skipped the number 10 pick, so I'm going to have to go back to that after this one. But cornerback Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, I really like that pick for them. This is a team that showed the – uh, willingness to invest in corners in the first round over the past decade. And, and I think they kind of continue that trend here. Uh, but just to circle back to number 10, my bad for skipping over that one. The Eagles picking via the Saints, one of their two first round picks, uh, just reminded me because it's another cornerback. I have them selecting Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Personally, he's my favorite corner in this draft. I think his ability just to stick to a guy's hip and run with, run with him and make plays on the ball is second to none in this class. Uh, with James Bradbury, I think, likely hitting the door just because he's going to want a, a nice contract and probably like a two- or three-year deal with, with some probably big money up front. And the Eagles have a lot of people that they need to potentially sign with. Jalen Hurts, um, Dick Semawalu, if they want to bring back Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I think Jason Kelsey's a free agent as well, or he's got like a, a weird year, one-year deal type thing. Uh, but they have a lot of guys that they're going to have to bring back and, and look to uh, sign in the future anyway. Bradbury had a really nice year, but he's also kind of approaching that that stage of his career for a corner that you don't want to be at anymore. And with a new defensive coordinator coming in, who knows if he'll, if he'll play as well as he did throughout the season, I think investing in a corner, it would be wise. And Joey Porter jr. Is my top guy. Eagles able to get him at 10 after Witherspoon goes at six. All right. Then back down to number 18 with the lions, uh, their second pick of the first round, their own. I am selecting safety. Brian branch out of Alabama already had them set selecting Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. Last year they took Houston. Uh, I forget his his first name. It escapes me right now. But in the middle of the draft, and he had a really nice uh, kind of second half of the year. And then Aiden Hutchinson as well. Two really good guys up front. May, I, they might look to add another one, maybe at six or maybe at eighteen. But I, their passing defense was the worst in the league, Nick, last year. I think adding a safety like Brian Branch really in, enhances that back end as well as uh, Devin Witherspoon. That's a nice little one-two punch there in your secondary. You're leaving with the first round. 
Number 19, the Bucs, uh, kind of a wow pick, I guess, here as well. I am selecting quarterback Anthony Richardson out of Florida. This is certainly is a guy who's a project. I, I don't know what, what the Bucs are going to be doing at quarterback with Tom Brady gone now. But I think they kind of take a stab on a really talented kid here. Maybe they're a team that goes out and signs Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo, and then they kind of uh, bank on developing Anthony Richardson behind them. But might be, he might be the most talented player in this entire draft. I don't know if that's that outlandish to say but he needs a lot of work and refinement on his skills. But if he's able to get in there with a, a you know, a good staff around him and, and they're able to develop him and work with those tools. And I think he also just needs a lot of reps, it, but this is a Bucks roster that's kind of built to win now. So it's kind of a sticky situation there. He's a guy that I wish went back to college. He, he might've played himself into like number one pick territory, but just his talent alone is going to get him drafted in the first round. Number 20 had the Seahawks selecting another kind of surprise pick, tight end Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, a team that has never really had a good a good tight end under, uh, excuse me, escaping his mind, his name's escaping me right now, Pete Carroll. They never really emphasized that position. They brought in Jimmy Graham earlier in, in his uh, him and Russell Wilson's career, and that never really worked out. Uh, Kincaid is just a, a really nice player and a good safety blanket. I don't think he's that far behind Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame, who I had going at number nine. Uh, but he's a, a name that I haven't really seen in the first round much. If so, just kind of towards the end of the first. But he's a, a player I'm a big fan of. I think would be a good fit there with the Seahawks and kind of give them something that they haven't really had under Pete Carroll. Number 21, got the Chargers selecting cornerback Cam Smith out of South Carolina. It's a team that just needs to continue to improve that defense, I think. They blew that huge second-half lead to the Jaguars in the playoffs. Um, JC Jackson also had a surgery at the end of the year last year, and he also wasn't that impressive early on cornerbacks out of South Carolina recently have been working out pretty well too. So give me Cam Smith there. Number 22, the Ravens. This is one of my favorite players in the draft. And he's such like a Ravens player kind of reminds me of a former Raven, Clayus Campbell, and that's defensive end Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame, huge, like six, seven, six, eight. But I, I, I said this on my last mock draft. I watched that game that they played against USC and he was just all over the field. I know Caleb Williams still had a good day in that one, but his effort in motor just never stops. And for such a big guy, you combine that with NFL coaching, NFL, you know, strength training, continuing to develop you and get you better. And just with that overall raw ability and as to go with his motor and just the the desire he plays the game with, that just fits like kind of the Ravens culture to the T. And I think his best football could be ahead of him. Number 23, I have the Vikings selecting wide receiver Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He's one of my fair guys in this draft as well, but a guy that needs certainly some work that I, at least I've heard and seen up close myself on his route running um, and, and just more experience in a kind of like an NFL system. There won't be immense pressure to uh, to play right away and produce right away with Justin Jefferson there, as well as KJ Osborne's a solid player. But when he gets a ball in his hands, he's a very explosive uh, threat. We saw even like what a guy like Kadarius Tony was able to do for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He, he made two really big – two or had the one really big explosive um, play on the punt return, and then he had the screen for the touchdown as well. He's just – highlights kind of like that where he can make a guy miss, and you're not going to want to tackle him in the open field. Um, his just ability to kind of hit that second gear and put on the Jets is, is really special, and I think working alongside Justin Jefferson with so much focus towards him, if he's able to just get the ball in his hands, he's going to have a lot of space in front of him. So uh, give me Jalen Hyatt there. Number 24, the Jags selecting offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. I just think protecting 
protecting Trevor Lawrence is a key for them. I could see, I could have saw him going wide receiver, but Calvin Ridley, it sounds like we'll be back and reinstated. You go with him. Zay Jones really came on at Christian Kirk. Um, I hope they bring Evan Ingram back. He had a really nice year as well, but beefing up that, that offensive line, give, give Lawrence some more beef up front there. I think that would be a strong move by them. Number 25. I have the Giants selecting wide receiver, Quinton Johnson out of TCU. Um, some people's favorite receiver in the draft. I think he's a nice player, but I I don't I don't know how much I believe in him. He, he kind of reminds me of like Kevin White a bit out, out of West Virginia a few years ago. It might just be the hair, but their style of play is very similar. I, I want to see more out of him, and I don't know how natural his speed is. Um, but this is a team that he he's a a good fit, I guess you could say, for what they what for what they need. Daniel Jones, I think, is going to come back at least on a franchise tag, give him another year to kind of prove that he can maybe even take another step. But Quentin Johnson, I think, would be a, a good fit there. They definitely need to add some receivers. Sterling Shepard just got released the other day. You can't be trotting out Isaiah Hodgins, who had a nice a nice year coming off of the Bills practice squad. But, like, Darius Slayton, uh, just guys like that. He Daniel Jones, give him some legit weapons. I think Quentin Johnson could be that, but still, I'm not sold on him totally as a player. Number 26, this is a Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys picking, and this is a very Dallas Cowboys pick. I'm selecting wide receiver Kajan Boutte out of LSU. Coming into the year, he was kind of viewed as the guy, and he had a lot of drama stuff at the beginning of the year. Then he announced at the end of the year that he was coming back to school next year after kind of an up-and-down season, but it looked like LSU might be able to take that next step. Then he got kicked off the team for some off-the-field issues. He's got a lot of, I guess, red flags and kind of character to his game, but a very talented player, and that hasn't really scared Jerry Jones in the past. Michael Gallup was signed to be a number two receiver, re-signed to work alongside C.D. Lamb. I just don't think he's that. I think Keishon Butte could be that, and that would form a nice trio with Lamb, Butte, and uh, Michael Gallup as well. But Butte certainly has has some stuff I think he's got to get past, and I think like the combine and whatnot is going to be big for him. Number 27, the Bills selecting running back Bijan Robinson out of Texas, the only running back. As I said earlier, he might be a top five, top ten, top ten talent in this draft, but not many teams have a need for a running back up high. And they're not just going to waste a pick like in a draft where I said doesn't have that many great players. Like there's not many absolute studs in here. Like guys I would classify as studs, uh, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, Jalen Carter, Bryce Young. Um and then Michael Myers is going to be really good. I think the the class of corners is good. I'm all over the place. I miss another pick in there as well with the Titans at 11 selecting offensive tackle Peter Scrouncy out of Northwestern. Sorry about that, but they're a team that kind of has whiffed on offensive tackles in the past, and they need to improve up there. But just looking through that this class, they, there's a lot of room for uh, for critiquing. I think with, with some of these players, and and getting a running back who's maybe one of the five or 10 most talented players in the entire draft towards the end of the first round here for a Bills team that I've been saying for the past three years now, the lack of a running game is going to be the death of them. And that's kind of proven to be true as well as Josh Allen's turnovers, but that's a story for another day, but taking some pressure off Allen here with this Robinson pick, I think would be huge. Number 28, the Bengals selecting defensive end Luke Van Ness out of Iowa. Another guy I'm not, you know, exactly sold on, but in a passing league, especially in the AFC where the Bengals have to defend Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, all these young and upcoming stud quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, see what happens with him. Aaron Rodgers might even be going over there now. Yeah, you have to be able to defend the pass and rush the passer, and I think adding another uh, defensive end up into that stable of pass, rush, pass rushers that the Bengals have would be a wise move. 29, the Saints selecting linebacker Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. 
Tamario Davis has been a stud ever since going over there from to the Saints from the Jets, but he's going to be 34, I believe it is, at the end of the season, or he's 34 now, um, and, and I think he's under contract till 2024. It might be time to kind of turn the turn the page and the attention to some new upcoming linebackers. Number 30, the Eagles with their pick. I have them selecting edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Their first pick, I had them selecting Joey Porter, the cornerback. Um, I do think they're definitely going to look for a secondary piece and then either an offensive or defensive lineman with the second pick. Smith didn't play in the championship, coming to, coming off an injury, but a very talented guy. And, and then another player where the Eagles have been shown, I think, more of an affinity to draft some of the SEC guys. They took Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean last year. You had a third former Georgia player to a defense. That I think that's just good for the overall chemistry, just knowing how these guys play. Um, and they also have experience playing some pretty dominant football. Number 31, the last pick of the first round. I'm not sure if this guy will slide down here, but there wasn't really a spot. I kind of envisioned him going. He, maybe even the Eagles would consider him if he fell this far. But offensive tackle, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. I know the Chiefs just allowed zero sacks in the Super Bowl. We all saw kind of the field condition. So if that was on a different field, maybe it's a different story. I'm not saying that's the reason why the Eagles lost, but the the Chiefs offensive line was pretty solid all year, but the Eagles defensive line I think was a notch above. Uh, all respect to the Chiefs for shutting them down, but the Austin Wiley wasn't a very good right tackle this year. He gave up nine sacks, I believe, and then Orlando Brown has been up and down, and they've un been unable to sign him to like a long-term deal. So Broderick Jones is there. They might let Orlando Brown walk and just kind of see what happens from there. So, But that'll do it. Uh, sorry for the few of those picks. I was kind of mixed up and out of order. I, teams had picks later in the draft, and I just kind of skipped over it. So my apologies for that, but that's NFL Mock Draft uh, 3.0 for the 2023 NFL Draft coming up. Towards the end of April, like I said, we're going to be ripping through a bunch of draft content upcoming in the upcoming days, weeks, and next few months as we inch closer towards the draft and try to give you some of that football fix that you need now with the games behind us. But thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in. As always, please like, subscribe, and we will talk next time.